We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What a pass, Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie to rookie action outside the blue door. He'll get the flyby. Three on the way, and he rattles it in. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough step back, gets up the shot, bakes it in. This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are coming to you all live Sunday, March 20th, 9 p.m. Central Time on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. If you're joining us in the stream tonight, thank you so much. If you're listening to this in the podcast version, thanks for downloading our show, man. Drop a five-star rating would mean a ton. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. We are a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of SI Thunder. And I am your host for this lovely evening, Jacob Niffen. I've got my man, Justin Peabody, along for the ride tonight. Hello, everybody. We've got Nick Crane live on the stream. I can see more lotto balls in the future. We may have Taylor Peterson joining later, depending on his child. I say F it, just put the kid on the podcast. I agree. uh, Apparently Taylor doesn't, or I probably Taylor's wife does not agree. <laughs> we could, uh, I don't know. I bet the, I bet the baby would have some good takes. It might be more entertaining than half of our pods. If we're being honest, <laughs> that's true. Especially if, uh, the baby threw up live on stream, that'd be, hey. uh, that'd be some high quality stuff, man. Also happy birthdays are, uh, are in effect for our own Nick crane tonight. So Nick, hey. happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. The One year older. Five, the big three five. Congratulations, Nick. Another year closer to death. I'm joking. I'd be, I'd be the oldest member of the <laughs> active Thunder roster if I was on the team right now. Hey, there <laughs> that you is go. Very, and Nick is not. Doesn't take much. Just for the record. Yes. <laughs> also very random, but I have a, a, this sounds nasty. I have a dirty plate next to me. When I say dirty, I mean, I, I literally just ate uh, and I set my plate down on my desk. I had uh, some pancakes, and so my plate smells like syrup, and it's making me hungry again. <laughs> it smells V good right now. I've got, a, very, I've got a breakthrough, speaking of syrup. Until last night, 
I was never a fan of chicken and waffles, but my mind has been changed. I have seen the light. Who, who, uh, who broke through for you? Where, where'd you get it? It was uh, wedding food, actually. Oh, wow! They had a little, they had a chicken and waffle station, and I thought, hmm, just maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a try. And holy cow! I'm like, why haven't I done this before? (laughs) Yeah, man. Hey, Life have, have either of you guys had chicken and waffles from Waffle Champion in downtown OKC? Indeed. Uh-uh. Oh, Nick. Waffle Champion. Oh, oh they, fold that, they fold that bad boy up like a taco. Oh, so Lord good. have mercy on my soul. Did, did I don't have this because JD isn't here, but Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Gravy? Yes, no? Oh, no, just syrup. Oh, see, the one I had last night was syrup and gravy, which is maybe Ooh. maybe mm. a breakthrough. Nice. I'm kind of in on that. It was really I good. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Were they like chicken tenders? Yeah, it was. And since it was like a station, it wasn't like you got a big old plate. Like I'm sure you get a waffle champion. It was more like um, you take your your standard half waffle and cut that in half. So you've got two quarters and then you had two little tenders and then mm. syrup on top first like and then gravy on top of that. Chicken and waffle sliders. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah nice, nice. <laughs> I do love chicken, and I do love waffles. And you know what else I love? Oklahoma City Thunder losses. <laughs> and they did that tonight, gentlemen. We've been talking for this past week about how there are three major, or before tonight, there was three major tank games left for this Thunder team. Two against Orlando, one against Detroit, I'm going to be real honest with you guys. They have two upcoming with Portland that kind of scared the piss out of me. Yeah. <laughs> Portland is awful. But you'd, you'd rather beat Portland than beat Detroit or Orlando. Exactly. So of those three, the two Orlando games and the one Detroit game, Thunder so far, 0-1, or in my record book, 1-0 <laughs> in those games. As the Thunder went down to, uh, I think it's Amway Center? Indeed. In Orlando, down at uh, at Disney World, the Magic Kingdom, and they lose 90-85 to 85 in a game that I guess you could call an NBA basketball game. Uh, pretty ugly that neither team could get over 90 points. And, gentlemen, it wasn't because of good defense. No. No, and, and like, what was interesting but, is if you look at, like, even the starting lineups – if you look at Orlando starting lineup and you have like Wagner and, and Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter and Cole Anthony, you're like, if you were just a, a, a non thunder or non magic fan tuning in for three or four years at a couple pieces, they could be good. And then you see the thunder starting lineup pop up and you think, unless, unless you've seen the thunder and understand how many injuries they have, you're thinking, man, like maybe that's, maybe that's where all these Sam Presti takes on Twitter come from is because they don't realize how many guys are out and they just pop into a random game and see that lineup and think they're so bad on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like ugly starting lineup uh, for reference, that starting lineup tonight for the thunder, Trey Mann, Aaron Wiggins, uh, Baisley Poku and Isaiah Roby. That's, yes. um, one, two, three, no Bays didn't ever spend time in the G league this season. Um, that's four guys who have spent, uh, a significant amount. I would say significant amount. Um, Trey Mann maybe significant is kind of pushing it. Those are four guys that have had had significant G League burn this season. And even like, with how how bad the Thunder roster is, those are guys that outside of Baisley wouldn't get time 
if it was the third game of the season fully healthy. Right. Yeah, I think that's fair. I liked a tweet from John Hamm tonight who noticed that the Orlando Magic PA was playing Who Are You by The Who when no the Thunder way. lineups were being announced tonight. That's funny. Which is fantastic. Because that was A-level trolling. I love you, that. You think about those five guys, like a casual NBA fan. Who can they name? Maybe Poku yeah. just because he's memeable. But like... It probably bays, I guess. But outside of that, I mean, there's not a lot of guys outside of the starters. Like you look at the full nine man rotation tonight. <laughs> there's not a lot of recognizable faces to the average NBA fan that played. So I think that's a great point, Nick, of from the outside looking in, it's easy to get a grim picture of this Thunder team. Thankfully, we know better. We know what uh, is standing on the sidelines and waiting outside and what the overall vision for this team is. But on nights like tonight, like that was just an unbelievably ugly basketball game. Like, oh, dude, if bad. you had to introduce somebody to the game of basketball and that was the first game they ever watched, they may not watch the second game. They'd be like, and, and Nick, you were mentioning that Orlando starting lineup. When you look at that starting lineup versus that Thunder starting lineup, you think, oh, magic by 20, right? I mean, Wendell yeah. Carter Jr. has been really good. He was really good tonight, also. 10 of 10 on the look, Wendell. I was loving it. <laughs> He's got the the rec specs, yes. but they almost looked like, I don't know, like aviator glasses. Yeah. Got the, got the headband going on. Uh, the little mini fro. I was digging it. Um, Mo Bamba has been better this season. Markel Fultz getting burned. Yep. Um, I mean, there's a lot of really high draft picks on that team. Uh, even Gary Harris coming off their bench. Right, they have a lot of guys. So you would look at that lineup and you would initially think, "Oh, Orlando should run away with this." But I felt like, and it's hard to evaluate these teams this late in the season, knowing what they're playing for or trying to not play for. I guess, <laughs> right? But it just, I felt like in just just watching this game, you saw the Thunder trying to run some stuff, the Thunder moving the ball well, uh, the Thunder getting into sets. Where Orlando, it was just like whoever catches the second pass shoots. Like it almost felt like that was the offensive game plan. Um, I, I can't speak a lot on Orlando. I'm I'm not an expert on Orlando Magic basketball, on their coach, on their on their front office, uh, on their ownership. It just felt like Oklahoma City was actually trying to evaluate players through the lens of let's put them in this system and run our system versus Orlando just kind of felt like some dudes out there playing pickup uh, at a lot of point in time tonight. I think, and that was confirmed post-game, Isaiah Roby, one of his comments was that they they ran more sets tonight than they have in a long time. Hmm. So I, I I think that that fits the eye test of what you just mentioned. Definitely. And and so we've talked about the starting lineup. Obviously, Shea Gilgis-Alexander uh, sits tonight with a sore ankle. Thank God. They they were alluding to this. They had been alluding to this. Um, very interesting. The Thunder are on a second night of a back-to-back tomorrow night in Oklahoma City against Boston. Don't really think it matters if Shea plays on that one or not. Boston might not let this team score over 60 because uh, that good. Boston defense is very good, and this Thunder offense is not very good. So we'll see what happens then. But then Wednesday night, they have Orlando again. It'd be fascinating to see how they set it up as far as who plays on that Wednesday night game. Yep. But gentlemen, 
I think this game really boils down to the Thunder shot 32% from the field and 27% from three. Mm. And you look at you look at the individual box scores, and oh. the one that really kind of stands out is Trey Mann, three of eleven from behind the arc, as well as Poku, one of ten from behind the arc. Poku three of twenty on the night. <laughs> that is uh that's a Daniel Oturu esque performance from Poku tonight. But it's just it it's so striking watching this team be completely unable to hit outside shots. Um, yet still do a pretty good job of like moving the ball and finding good shots in spite of the fact that nobody is a shooting threat. And that, that gives me so much optimism for this team when they do have shooters, uh, that, that they'll be able to, you know, continue to lean on that ball movement, but then actually have somebody at the end of the rope that can knock it down, which they don't have many of right now. It's weird to say if if uh, Lindy Waters doesn't have the night that he does, Thunder probably lose by fifteen, and the Thunder probably struggle to score seventy five points. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of though, Lindy Waters tonight, twelve points, six rebounds, four of six from three, four of seven from the field. So we only took one non three tonight. This has been a topic for a while. We keep talking about it, but I mean. Lindy's on a two-year, two-way deal. Is he a guy that next year in the first 20 games, when everybody's healthy, whenever they're actually trying again, is he a guy that could maybe see some burn because of that skill set? And Justin, because of what you talked about, they just desperately need spacing? I don't think so. Um, I'm, I'm going to make a comparison to the end of last season where you had Moses Brown, and Teo Maladone giving Thunder fans very irrational hope about their futures. And look at where both of them are now. Um, Moses Brown, you know, not the 20 and 20 a night guy that uh, that Twitter was proclaiming him to be. Teo Maladone, you know, barely making an impact when he gets minutes, when a large chunk of the season, to, to go specifically to that portion of the season you just referenced, the beginning of the season when they're trying hard, Teo was not, contributing at all to this team. I'm not saying Lindy is 100% not going to contribute at all, but it will not look anything like this. He won't be playing 21 minutes. He won't be scoring 12 points, four of six. He, he won't be doing anything, anything remotely close to that just because his role will not look like this. I'll be interested to see, you know, he, He's definitely found his stroke in the in the NBA. It took a couple games, a couple appearances um, for him to look more comfortable to, you know, he's been a good shooter his whole career, um, but just not really at the NBA level. It feels like he's kind of settled in a bit. If he can deliver that consistently, he could find a role on an NBA team. I don't know that it's going to be, again, a 20 minute a night type of guy, but there's always a need for guys that can put in buckets. So he could find a, a niche for himself within the league. I'll put it this way. Right now, I think it's a feel-good story. Like Justin said, late in the season, Thunder fans are kind of starting to get a feel for him. And, oh, he's a fun player. Um, let's hypothetically say the Thunder draft, Jaden Ivey, Trevor Keels, some other wing in the draft. If those guys are not getting minutes – 
because Lindy Waters is getting minutes, there will be hell to be raised. <laughs> um, it it's not going to happen. I I wouldn't be shocked if his his two way deal doesn't actually go into next season. He's cut before then, or, or someone else is given one of those contracts. I think that's probably fair. I don't know. It's just interesting. Uh, it is a very good feel good story, though. It's mm-hmm. really fun to to see Lindy, uh, kind of doing what he is doing and how he is playing. Um, aside of Lindy, uh, we talked about Poku's awful shooting. A guy that did have a good night tonight was Darius Baisley. 18 points, 6 of 11 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3. Free throw stroke, not great. 4 of 7, only 57%. But the interesting part of his stat line, so 18 points on 11 shots, I think we'd all agree that's good. If he hits his free throws, it's more like 20 points on 11 shots, which is really efficient. One rebound, one steal. Those are the only other things in the stat book for Baisley tonight. So my question is, do we like that from Baisley that he was still able to score whenever um, guys like Shea and Josh and everyone aren't out there? Um, can we even take anything away from a performance in a game like this? And what do you read into, if anything, the fact that, I mean, he's a guy that's been blocking a lot of shots, gets no blocks tonight. He's essentially your starting four and playing some minutes at the five gets zero or sorry, one rebound tonight. Anything to read into that, or are, are we just chalking it up to this was uh, the tank game of the night and it, it's what it took to take, get a loss? No, I, I think I, I don't think ahead. Paisley is uh, is going out there trying to tank, just to be clear. But I think you would like to see a little bit more re- well-rounded stat line from Bayes. 18 points is is great to see from him. Um, we know that's a number that can fluctuate pretty greatly. So to, to have him kind of step up and lead the team in scoring when other guys that maybe could have an off night, like Trey Mann, like we, we talked about earlier, like not that I would expect Poku to lead the team in scoring, but like Poku, there was nobody else stepping up to score and Bayes did that. I think you absolutely would like to see him get more rebounds. One rebound is the lowest on the team of everyone who played which means Teo Maladon had five. Lindy Waters had six. Trey Mann had five. And Baisley had one? Like, that does stand out to me a little bit. But all that said, I think you hit the nail on the head at the end there, Jacob. Of it, it was a disgusting basketball game played in late March when the Thunder um, were quite literally more happy with a loss than a win. So I'm I'm choosing not to read into it too much. But I think over the big picture, you would like to see Bays be a little bit more aggressive outside of just trying to put the ball in the basket. Yeah, I, I think less about that particular number, like the rebounding number. I think this is a positive. I think Darius Baisley is a guy that if you could chalk up his success to, can he do what the team needs on a given night? Some nights that's defending um, uh, a highly potent offensive player. Another night it might be crashing the boards and not scoring tonight he had to score the ball because no one else could. And he did that. And so as long as he's doing what he needs to do each given night, those numbers might fluctuate. Um, if it was a night where Trey man had 40 and Baisley had nine rebounds and two points, he did what he needed to do. So. Yeah. I don't know. There's, I mean, it, it, it's nice that, and I think Blaine has a good comment here in the chat. Uh, he said, seeing who was out there tonight, to me, it just seems like he took on the role of scorer, which 
Yeah. Um, you you kind of like that. That base can be moldable and formable like that. I just don't know. I don't know how much you can take away from any of this. Like, and not just this game. Um, like the Shea stuff over the past 15 games feels very real. Mm-hmm. Right. But like a Baisley performance tonight, maybe Poku has like 15 and 15 tomorrow night. Like I, I just, I don't think you can take much from these individual performances, especially here at the end of the season. Yep. It's good experience. I don't think it's a good like analysis tool for people who are wanting to, you know, kind of see development of these players. Right. Very similar to the end of last season. Like it's almost kind of like a, a preseason or summer league type environment where it's like, it's just not normal NBA competition at this point. Hayden Peterson asks, could Jacob have grabbed that one rebound in the game tonight? Uh, did you see that elbow <laughs> that Wendell Carter Jr. gave Isaiah Roby? Hell no, I could not get that rebound tonight. I would have been dead on the floor. Wendell Carter Jr. is a big dude. I, I've yeah. liked Wendell Carter for a really long time. Yep. And he's starting to ball out now. I really enjoy watching him play. He's good. Orlando's got a good one in him. Uh, anything else we want to talk about this game tonight, guys? Because I'll know. be real honest, there's nothing else I have to say about this yeah, game tonight. Let's move on, eh? Let's, yeah. let's do it. Before we do, because we got a big tank update tonight. Before we do that, though, take a quick minute and tell you guys about who's sponsoring the show. What's up, Thunder fans? This is Jacob from the Uncontested Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best Thunder swag available. Just visit cottonbureau.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find all of our new designs. That's C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddy's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey Man Step Back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Lu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shea Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design in the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to cottonbureau.com and search the uncontested podcast to get your new Thunder gear today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we are back from that break. Gentlemen, it's what we need to talk about. It's what all that we've been talking about. Load up the cannons. Launch it out to space. It's time for a tank update. Loser! You're a loser! And that means that the number one pick in the NBA draft goes to... All right, before we get to the Thunder's pick, which we're going to talk a lot about, let's start with another first-round pick the Thunder own. Let's talk about that Phoenix pick. That's a joke. We're not going to talk about the Phoenix (laughs) pick. It's pick 30, and it's always going to be pick 30. What a trade for the Phoenix Suns, man. What a trade, indeed. Turned out really good for them. All right, let's talk about the Clippers pick. The Clippers, per Tankathon, currently sit at the 15th pick in the NBA draft. They actually have a worse record than the 14th team and they're tied with the 13th team, but they sit at pick number 15 because they are the 8th seed in the West. So since they're 8th seed, they're not going to drop below the 9th or the 10th seed in the East. They're still two games behind Brooklyn, but they're running out of games to catch up. It's looking like this pick is going to end at pick 15. Maybe pick 16. There's a chance. I I don't feel like the Clippers are going to jump Brooklyn, but there is a chance. And if some some shenanigans happen in the play-in tournament, this pick could drop to as low as 12, which would be uh, muy bien. Very good if it dropped to 12. The odds of it getting to pick 12 and then those lottery balls hitting are still very, very low. But pick 12 is better than pick 16, objectively, right? So I have a hypothetical I want to ask you guys about this draft pick. Let's say May 16th. Is it May 16th or May 17th is the lottery? It's a great question. I have no idea. They released it. I just can't remember. Okay, let's say lottery night comes around. Those ping pong balls are bouncing around in that little hopper. OKC gets pick number two. All right. On draft night, pick number two is on the board. The commissioner comes to the, to the, the, what is that thing? A podium. That's the word I'm looking for. It says with the number two overall pick, the Oklahoma city thunder uh, select, not collect select Jabari Smith jr. And then about 10 minutes later, I don't think all of us will be together for, uh, for draft night this year. Maybe that would be awesome if we were, um, but we, we all collectively, our phones buzz. We get a Woj bomb that says the Sacramento Kings are trading pick number six to the Oklahoma city thunder in exchange for pick 15, 
pick 30. So that's the Clippers and the Phoenix pick. And Lou Dort. Nick, when you read that Woj bomb, your initial reaction, your initial thought is... What are the Kings doing? <laughs> that's that's honestly my my thought. I I think that'd be an awesome trade for Oklahoma City because um, it have, you avoid paying Lou Dort. Not that the Thunder have cap issues, but I think you like to stay as flexible as possible for additional trades. And I think this is one of those drafts where teams are not going to know like who is a home run pick and i think it could be similar like like a tyrese halliburton where he was taken later in the lottery there's going to be guys outside of the top three four five i think there's gonna be a lot of guys that end up being very mediocre players but there's going to be some guys that are like borderline all-stars outside of that that top range and i think you take a swing on that justin what do you think I think my first reaction is probably the same as Nick's. That's just an evergreen reaction in regards to the Sacramento Kings. My second reaction is, oh, my poor sweet Lou getting sent to basketball hell. God, I'd feel so bad for Lou. feel so bad just for, on like a personal level. I can't imagine. Like, can you can you imagine getting the call from your agent as an NBA player? Hey, buddy, just got traded to Sacramento. Like, I think I'd throw up. Um, so then once I got past that, I think I'd feel good about it. I don't know that I'd like be over the moon about it. Um, just kind of for similar reasons to what Nick just said. Like, I think there there is going to be diamonds in the rough in this draft. But like, who's to say you uncover that at six versus 15? Like, look what the Thunder found in Trey Mann this year at 18. Um, again, not saying that's going to happen every time, obviously, and your odds of finding that diamond are higher at six, but because it is a little bit muddy as you get later in the lottery, is it worth trading Lou Dort to move up to six? Unless there's somebody that like Presty just loves because that changes everything. If there's a prospect that Presty Presty has his heart set on that he can go get at six then I'm all in trust the right. Presty like his, his talent evaluation has earned that level of trust. Then you go get him. Let's, let's make this more specific. Let's say Shaden Sharp is sitting there at six. That's the name I was thinking of Nick or vice versa. What if Oklahoma city lands pick three or four yeah. takes Jaden Ivy? Then I think it's, it's, it's another no brainer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I've been on record that I, I like Jaden Ivey a lot. I don't see, I mean, and I know the Thunder are just going to pick for uh, talent. Fit be damned right now. You just need right. talent on the roster. Yep. But I I struggle to see a team that has um, Shea, Giddy, Lou, and Jaden Ivey on it. Like, I really struggle to see that. I think yeah. Lou and, and Ivey are, are the two most redundant pieces there. And if you're getting Ivey, I think you go with the younger guy. Um, but if Shaden Sharp is there, no, no, Nick, let's say Shadon gets taken pick number five. Let's say it's it's Chet, Jabari, mm-hmm. Jaden, Paulo, Shaden is the top five. And then the Thunder trade for number six. Who's that guy you hope they're they're taking there? That that makes you feel like okay, 
trading those two picks and Lou was kind of worth it. Yeah. Um, it's tough. I, I, I'm higher on this guy than most. I would take Ben Matherin at six. And I think he is similar to Lou. He's a, he's a, a, a guy that plays on both ends of the floor. I think his ceiling is higher than Lou. I could be wrong. Like he could end up being like Lou Dort 2.0. Um, at, at which point it's like, you're just kind of pushing the timeline out and having to pay somebody. Um, so I'd say if, if that were to happen and this was the scenario, I'd be cool with, with Matherin or Duran. outside of that. I wouldn't love anybody as, as it sits today, there's going to be a lot of guys that emerge over the last few rounds of the tournament and, and kind of skyrocket in, um, the combine, all that kind of stuff. But as, as we're talking today on March 20th, those would be the guys at six. I'd be happy um, if, if Ludor were traded for, if those are the guys that were targeted. Justin, I know you probably haven't dove too deep into draft stuff yet, but is there a guy at six that you would like that w- would make that trade okay with you? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it's a specific guy that like would would top my wish list as much as like I said if it's I think back to the giddy situation like I had watched giddy tape and it's like yeah that kid you know he's super fun and then even when the pick was made at six this year it was like um my my first thought was like what was it that made Presty decide like he's your guy and when you start to hear some of those comments about you know the private workout that he had with Dagnalt and Presti out in California and they brought Dagnall in and Dagnall said, yeah, that's the guy like that kind of stuff. And it's usually after the fact, I feel like those are the markings where you start to see like, okay, this, this front office who has a great track record of identifying talent, like they're seeing something there. And I feel like it's usually, again, it's those guys you don't expect, which they've done all throughout their history with Russell Westbrook and James Harden, the players that were not necessarily projected to get picked where they got picked. Um, I feel like if, if there's somebody that has Presti's eye like that, then I feel good about it, but we're not, we're obviously not going to know that as, as soon as the name is read off. I Justin, you talking about that, the, the person that keeps popping up in my mind, DeMontis Sabonis and that draft night trade. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's the one that, that I keep thinking about. Yeah. Uh, Sam Presti has earned the right to, uh, to be able to make that call, he he's been right too many times. Yeah, I don't know. That's just that's an interesting one for me. Like I think if they ended up like Nick said with like pick four, I think you're probably more looking to trade fifteen and Lou to move from like four to two, right? Hmm. But if you get to, I'm just I'm kind of interested. Would they try to to consolidate right now and get like two top six right. picks? Get the guy they want at the very top of the draft. And then get a guy at around pick six as well. Um, I know Nick's going to disagree with me. That's okay. But my guy at six that I would be um, overly ecstatic if they took uh, my guy, AJ Griffin out of Duke. I would, I would be very, very happy if, uh, if that's who Presty decided to go with. And I think would make a good Lou replacement as well. Kind of the same build. Uh, maybe not the same level of defender. You're giving up a little bit of that defensive end, but for a much higher shooting ceiling and shooting potential. Uh, we also, if you're on the live stream, uh, you can see that uh, Taylor has joined us. What's up, Taylor? <laughs> so I actually lied. I've been doing absolutely nothing but just watching you guys on the stream and waited until you guys were done talking about that just absolutely horrendous <laughs> game 
and now I'm joining. So that way I don't have to talk about it. Hey, uh, I don't think any of us <laughs> would blame you at all. <laughs> okay, let's move on to this Thunder pick. The Thunder currently sitting at the fourth best lottery odds. I say that literally every single podcast for the, like the past 15 weeks. <laughs> the Thunder have 11 games left in the season. Sacramento and Indiana are at fifth and sixth best lottery odds. Sacramento actually jumped Indiana tonight by a half game. They both have five more wins than OKC, and they have nine games left and 10 games left, respectfully. Do you guys still harbor any worry that the Thunder are going to slip in these tank standings and get down to the fifth or the sixth best odds? I feel pretty solid right now. Uh, it it feels as solid as it's felt all season for four. So much so that I'm eyeballing three a lot more than I'm eyeballing five. I would agree completely. Um, Jacob, you and I were talking a little bit about this this weekend. It just seems very unlikely, <laughs> even with as awful as Portland is right now. And, and the, <laughs> the uh, quality of players that they're putting on the four, I just think it's going to take a lot for um for for them to surpass OKC in the the anti um, standing. So yeah, I, I, I'm with Justin. I think I'm uh, officially starting to look more towards is three a possibility with some of these upcoming games that we talked about. Obviously, we play Orlando again. We have a uh, a Detroit game in there. Um, they play Portland once or twice. So I think three is more realistic than OKC dropping to fifth best odds um, in the lottery. Yeah, feels feels pretty safe. Like Justin said, this is probably the best I felt about the reversed standings. Taylor calls them the anti, what was it, the anti standings? (laughs) Anti standings. Uh, Probably (laughs) probably the best best I felt in a few months. Yeah. Um, True. With with Indiana's win tonight, it, it feels... Pretty locked in place. It feels pretty good. Uh, Indiana is actually four and six in their last 10. Sacramento just cannot win a damn game. Can you imagine <laughs> trading Tyrese Halliburton for a win now player and still losing all the time? Typical God. Kings. Kings yeah. gonna Kings, man. Kings are gonna Kings. Kind of crazy. Like, I didn't really realize this until I'm looking at the standings, but OKC is only um, three and a half games back from. Oh, no, sorry, three exactly, three games back from the Rockets, which is just kind of wild. Mm-hmm. So let's yeah. talk about that. Detroit is in third in the reverse innings. They have 19 wins and 11 games left. Orlando is in second with 19 wins. They have 10 games left. And Houston is in first. They have the worst record in the NBA with 17 wins and only 11 games left. So... We're, we're going to look at Detroit's schedule right now, and then we're going to look at Orlando's schedule. Um, I think we're all probably in agreement. We don't think they're going to get to the the worst record in the NBA and the number one lottery odds. I just I don't think Houston sucks too bad. Uh, they, they're just that awful. Yep. But let's look at the schedule of these other teams. And then as of today, March 20th, we are all going on record with where we think the Thunder are going to end in the standings. Okay, so the Pistons schedule. They have the Blazers tomorrow, the Hawks, the Wizards, the Knicks, the Nets. That game is in Brooklyn, so Kyrie can play. The 76ers, the Thunder, Pacers, Mavericks, 
Bucks, and Sixers. Of those 11 games left, how many do you think they win? I'll go through them one more time. They have the Blazers, the Hawks, the Wizards, the Knicks, the Nets, 76ers, Thunder, Pacers, Mavericks, uh, Bucks, and Sixers. Sound like a lot more than 11. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go three. Interesting. I got four. I got four. Okay, good. I think there's that, weird, that weird element <laughs> of some of the teams that you would just think are automatic losses are going to be resting guys. Not, mm-hmm. not because they don't have anything left to play for. Cause there's no. tons of tight standings, but like, I think the bucks, they could, if, if drew or Middleton have, you know, lingering issues or, or something. They want to rest and that's them the second could... to last game of the season. Maybe they've right. already got their it's seating really taken care point. of. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or if, there, there's, really, if yeah. there's somewhere where there's like the second out of a back to back, like maybe these guys aren't full strength. And we see that every year, like the teams steal wins and these like top level teams are like giving away what should have been easy wins. Cause they were sitting people. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I don't know the, the blazers, Hawks, wizards, Knicks, their next four. I feel like that's a two and two stretch for them. Hmm. Yeah. And then they've got thunder pacers. Those are probably the other two wins. Yeah. I would assume they get. Okay. So we have pistons either ending at, 22 or 23 wins. Is that correct? If they won four of them, they will be 23 wins. If they won three of them, they will be 22 wins. Let's look at Orlando's remaining schedule, which is a little more difficult. Orlando after tonight, they have the Warriors, the Thunder, the Kings, the Cavs, Wizards, Raptors, Knicks, Cavs again, Hornets and Heat. Ooh, that's their stretch is pretty tough. difficult. Two, two wins. Yeah, maybe? I see yeah. two. I see two wins for them. I think three again. I could see that. I I, I want to give them three as well. Um, I think you could say if the Magic probably beat the Thunder, they probably beat the Kings. That's kind of a toss up, though. The Wizards is kind of a toss up. You never know if the Knicks or the Raptors, even though the Raptors have been better as of late. I think three is safe there. Okay. Uh, we're not going to look at Houston's schedule because, again, they suck. <laughs> and I don't want to read off their schedule because we're just all going to say they're not going to win another game because they're awful. So, not considering like coin flips or anything because, God, I don't want to talk about coin flips. Where do you think the Thunder end up in the reverse standings, guys? You got to go officially on record today. Today's the day. You said Thunder? Mm hmm. What, or give, give me give me the top four. Give me what order you're, you have the top four in. Houston. Yeah. I agree with that. Orlando. I agree with that as well. Detroit. And OKC. That's what I have yeah. also. Uh, Boring. I'm, go- I'm going optimist. <laughs> I'm going Houston, Orlando, Thunder, Detroit. Yes. Me too, Jacob. You ask us every week, and every week I've said four, and I am sticking to my guns. Hey, I appreciate in. that. <laughs> I yeah I I think I feel really good about Oklahoma City climbing one spot again. Like I said I'm earlier in the very, pod, those two happy. Portland games scared the piss out of me. But I feel good about them. So does this Orlando game on Wednesday? But I'm, uh, the, I'm with you. To, to that point, Jacob. Let's say 
Oklahoma City wins those two Portland games, and that's it, which is feasible looking mm-hmm. at the schedule. Though they do have the Lakers, which is probably God. probably also a win. <laughs> but two two wins at Portland, and Detroit wins four. Oklahoma City's in third. Uh huh. It's a good point. It's very feasible. Hmm. I'd be ecstatic. I I don't know what the odds are, um, but I. I feel I feel very good about third. I'm actually going to pull up 538 right now. Looks like they have updated as of this evening. Let's look at what they have, which is the Thunder and the Pistons tied for third at 23 and 59. There you go. So that will be uh, that will be fascinating like coming down the stretch. Um, all right. Any more tank stuff we need to talk about? Nick has requested that we do some yes. tankathon spins. You Give guys want to? Spin. Ooh. How many I, spins, Nick? You're the one that wanted to do this. You tell me. How many well, spins? The reason I want to... I, I haven't done this like all year. So this is like my oh, first... What's wrong with first you? My <laughs> spin. Animal? Look, my man's been busy. Let's <laughs> let's do... Let's do three spins. Three spins. Because that's what reality is like, right? <laughs> like, mm, you to do three and take the whole... I start so with three. And if I don't let, like my let's, three, let's I do, five. Let's do one, pretending this is actually what's going to happen. And then if we like it, we don't do any other. <laughs> if we don't like it, we do two more to see like to make what, us feel better. Alternate universe is what might happen. Dude, All right, we're gonna Doctor Strange this thing. I was Here we gonna go. say yes. I was gonna say multiverse. Sim number one. <laughs> Thunder slide to six. Ooh, Dude. Portland, Detroit, Orlando, uh, and the Lakers pick jumps to four. Portland doesn't deserve that. <laughs> then Houston, then Oklahoma City. Houston That's at five gross. makes me laugh. But yeah, but the Lakers jumping for New Orleans pisses me off. Yep. Oh, oh man. Hey, that sucks. Let's press the button again. We need uh, Doctor Strange to come in and do a little (laughs) unlock the multiverse. Here we go. Style. (laughs) Oh, man. Man. Shut it down earlier today. Shut it down. Deactivate the, the website. Kill the servers. Thunder get number seven here. New York pick number one. They had a three point two percent chance. Yuck. Ugh. God, can you imagine here. Chet going to New York to die? I hate it here. <laughs> All right, here we go. One more. Save us. Oh, four. they say put up four. Not great, but eh, that's either Jaden Ivy or Paulo Bancaro. This is yeah. why we want to get. Up to number three, <laughs> folks. Yeah, that sucks. That wasn't fun. Zero out of ten. Yeah, zero out of ten would not do again. So Speaking let's of, let's I'm going to do it again. Did those, yeah, let's what's say one the, more. And they just oh Curry God. tweet. Um, lost all respect. Sorry, this is absolutely rigged for money. Her ratings are <laughs> so witch. At this point, let's I will see. no longer be silent. Let's change the exercise to how many spins it takes for them to get a top three. So we're okay, that was right number now. four. Five. Oh my oh, god. No. Six. Oh, the Lakers pick jumped to one. I'm gonna seven. Okay. I'm gonna so do the earlier right I did this pod right now. And I did five spins. And OKC was there one for one of them. Wow. And they were three for two of them. Hey, there's, that's pretty nice. There's OKC. That took us seven spins to get OKC at pick number two. Yeah. The other two, they were like six and seven, I think. So I don't know. Not good. We need to pay uh, off Adam Silver. We need to make that, something uh, happen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Presty just needs to threaten him with, I will literally throw out Lindy Waters in my starting lineup 
for the entirety of next season if you don't give me a top three pick. I love it. With all due respect to Lindy and Veaton. I, I just can't wait until Lindy has a few more good games and Thunder fans are starting to say, oh, could they trade him for a, this a is late a piece first? Moving forward, a yes. late That's first uh, this summer? Hey, I'm cheering, uh, and, and I'm cheering for Lindy, but uh, I'm with you, Nick. It's, all right, gentlemen. be a realist at some point. You guys ready for Around the Association? Ready. Yes. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we were going to do this last week, um, but we ran out of time. So we're doing it this week instead. I have a... NBA playoffs bracket put together here. We're going to go through it until we get an NBA champion. Now we're going to use the standings as they currently are tonight on uh, Sunday, March 20th. So let's start with the Western conference and we have to go through the play in tournament first. So I'm going to toss a game out to you guys. I want you to debate it real quick and then decide uh, who wins, who loses. So let's start with the 9-10 matchup, which actually flip-flopped tonight. The New Orleans Pelicans at pick number nine. So this game will be played in New Orleans versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, that is brutal. Got to go Pelicans. I mean, how could you pick the Lakers to do anything right now? So if, if the Pelicans win, not only do they make the playoffs, they also increase the odds of that Lakers pick. Is that Yes, that is very true. Great point. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah, that's a that's tough. Like when it comes to playoffs, and you think about like the half court game, um, how the game changes to an extent. Nothing too drastic, but to an extent, um, you typically want to take the team that has the most talent. But in this case, like Justin and Nick both said, I mean the Lakers just look like a team. You need to take a team that wants to play basketball. Though, yeah, they, yeah, they look like a team who's ready for the season to be over and so they can yeah. start over. Um, maybe they're coasting to the play-in slash Lakers 1-2-3 like, Cancun on Christmas yeah. Day. Right. Yeah. I'm Are we all going Russell Westbrook, three-point shots, send it into overtime in Toronto this past week, though. So, so we need a consensus. Nick is still saying Lakers. I'm going to go Pelicans with, uh, with Justin on this one. Nick, I'm sorry, you're getting overruled. Two to All right. All right. <laughs> so we have the Pelicans moving on to the second play-in game. We got to figure out who won the first play-in game, though, which is, um, ooh, after tonight, it is the Denver Nuggets versus the Los Angeles Clippers because the Minnesota Timberwolves have one. jumped to number six. Another tough one. Um, definitely taking the Nuggets though in that situation. Just because I really like really Nuggets like over Clippers. I think I'm taking Clippers. Ooh. Oh, Nick, you are the deciding factor this one. <laughs> I so this is this is Nuggets Clippers. Yes. Nuggets versus Clippers. After hearing Jamal Murray is still not close to a return, I'm gonna go Clippers. Wow. Ooh. Okay. So then on our bracket, I am putting the Clippers in as the seven seed. And then our eighth seed comes down to the New Orleans Pelicans versus the Denver Nuggets in that final playing game. 
Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's that the pretty uh, easy, I think. Consolation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would yeah. agree with that. Agreed. I'm another vote for Nuggets. Okay. So then the Nuggets get in at the eighth seed. Let's move out east real quick and get those playing games taken care of as well. We'll move, try to move a little bit quicker this time. The 9 10 matchup out east Charlotte, Atlanta. This game is played in Charlotte. Mm, Charlotte. Taylor, you got the, the deciding here. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go Charlotte. <laughs> okay. So we That's have. That's who I'm rooting for. So I'll just. We have <laughs> Atlanta completely out of the playoffs at this point. Uh, the 7 8 matchup in the east is. Toronto versus Brooklyn. This game is in Toronto, so Kyrie Irving cannot play. Insane. As of now. Yeah, it's fair. Good point. Mm -hmm. I'm going Brooklyn. Yeah, giving Brooklyn there as well. Um, It's kind of the opposite of what I said about the Lakers, but if you have a healthy Kevin Durant, Brooklyn. Yeah, same. In a one-game take-all. I want Kevin Durant on my team. He's going for 70 in that game. (laughs) Okay, so the seven seed out east is Brooklyn. That means our eighth seed comes down to Charlotte versus Toronto. Toronto. Y'all saw that stat about Charlotte. They're like, yeah. Before last night, they were like, this is maybe a game or two off. They were like 17, 17 at home, 18, 18 on the road. Like, same thing for East West. Like they're just mediocre yeah. as hell. They're they're not making it. I agree with you there. Matt, and Toronto's just well coached. So yeah. much talent, even though they are young. I agree. Justin, Fine. sorry, Fine. your opinion doesn't matter Fine. this time. I know. You're already overruled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, sorry, if you're on Justin. the on the live stream, you get to look at our bracket here as we have it completely filled out. Let's start with the one eights in each uh, in each. Conference, I think this will go pretty quick. Gentlemen, out west, we have Phoenix versus Denver. Phoenix I'm and four for Phoenix, so. <laughs> Suns, <laughs> I, I, Suns I, and I, four, baby. Suns and four, baby. Suns and four. <laughs> I'm moving Phoenix on. I feel like that's that's the consensus. Out east, a little more interesting, Miami versus Toronto. That'll be a fun series, but I, I it would be weird if, if Toronto was able to pull that off. I think it would be due to like, Jimmy Butler being out with injury or something. So Taylor's going Miami. Yeah, Correct. Same. Same. Spell Phoenix right. It's going to bother me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Typo. Hooked on Phoenix. Phonics. We Hooked got Miami. Phonics. All right, let's go to the two seven matchup in each, each conference. Starting out west, it's a fun one, boys. The Memphis Grizzlies versus the Los Angeles Clippers. <clears throat> Give me that jaw. Is fun, but yeah, got to go with jaw on this one. I would agree in this matchup, but I, I worry about Memphis in the in the uh, in the playoffs. Um, but I'm, I'm I'll take Memphis. Let's do it. They're going to be so much fun to watch. They're going to talk so much trash. Maybe that's why I'm scared about them because I'll be rooting for them, which means they'll probably lose. <laughs> Out east, first round matchup. Couldn't Whoa. have scripted it better. We've got the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Brooklyn Nets. Ben Simmons versus old team. James Harden versus his old team. Kyrie only playing in three of the possible seven games. Gentlemen. Brooklyn. Oh, wow, Nick. Mr. I've got Philly going to the finals. 
<laughs> I think Philly. I uh, I I just don't think we're gonna see Ben. If Ben Simmons would is healthy now and was gonna be like with the team here in a week, I I'd feel differently. But I don't think we're gonna see much, if any, Ben Simmons. I'm going Philly. To be clear, I do think Philly's a better team, but that's one of those like kryptonite scenarios where like it's yeah. we always have those storylines every playoffs where it's like, wow, that w- how do we not see that coming? And this mm-hmm. is one of those. Hmm. Justin, you're the tiebreaker here, bud. It's weird to think about like, huh, I wonder if New York will alter their vaccine working mandate by then. <laughs> or having... specifically for this. <laughs> right. Well, hey. They're not Oklahoma. They probably wouldn't do it just for basketball, but they, uh, it's such a bizarre thing because like there is a possibility that happens and like, you know, off the top rope, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving gets to play in all seven games. Now, look, I mean, I know I'm best at taking us down rabbit holes. <laughs> so not to like take us down a deep rabbit hole, but I was reading a thread um, today from, you know, some, Twitter verified doctor, which doesn't really mean much. However, they're thinking that a new variant, whatever they're calling it, like Super Omicron or whatever ridiculous name they have named it now. Um, apparently, the cases are supposed to get a little worse in the U.S., especially in the Northeast, um, peaking around the next week or so, next week or two. So that's just something to keep there in mind go. when you're thinking about. Um, yeah, I'm sure Kyrie will use that as a conspiracy. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> Everyone's conspiring to keep him out of the playoffs, man. A new variant would emerge at the time of the playoffs. All that being said, all of that being said, I'm going Philly. All right. We've got Philly moving on to round two. (laughs) Three, six matchup in each conference uh, out West golden state versus Minnesota. How long Steph out, man. They're saying that he should be back by the playoffs. Minnesota has been the best team in the league since the all-star break 11 and two. They're playing really good. They're really fun. They talk a lot of trash. Yeah. <laughs> They're a Pat fun. Bev. They needed Pat Bev. Yeah. I hate Pat Bev, but they needed Pat Bev. Yeah. He's been he, he's kind of their their Kendrick Perkins of the Thunder. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Good comparison. I'm gonna go Golden State still. Same. Um but I think in that matchup I'd be rooting for Minnesota, which is oh, really yeah. wild to say. Agreed. All right, we got Golden State moving on to round two. Out east, the three six is Milwaukee versus Cleveland. Mm. Cleveland's out of gas, man. They've looked horrible recently. Agreed. I love Cleveland, but uh, I just don't think they have the horses. I mean, Milwaukee's going to clamp them. Yep. 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 All right, Milwaukee, it is. Oh, Milwaukee Philly is such a fun matchup. All right, out west, the four five is Utah versus Dallas. Utah does have home court. That feels like another like Dallas Clippers matchup of the past two seasons where it's just like game seven. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but if that's I, the I case, agree. give me Dallas. I just don't like Utah as a basketball team. <laughs> I really don't like <laughs> or them to play together. Or, no. And I don't Utah's like them in general, state. but I don't like them as a basketball. Like, uh, yeah. Give me, uh, give me Dallas. Give me Luca magic and Dallas. I'm with you, Taylor. Yes. Let's do it. Let's go in Utah, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. <laughs> maybe my favorite matchup logic, if the teams are healthy of this first round of the playoffs yeah, uh, maybe, maybe with the exception of that Philly Brooklyn matchup Boston versus Chicago mm. that would oh, be I a think actually maybe the best first close. round matchup 
Yeah, I think this this <clears throat> matchup would if everyone's healthy, if Alonzo's back, Pat Pat there. Williams playing Monday night. There. It's I a still fun think matchup. Boston though. Boston's been on a tear. <laughs> Chicago's like what, 0 and 13 against uh, the top season in the East. Give me Boston like six games. I'll buy that. Mm. Nick, do you like Chicago here? I do. <laughs> Sorry, you keep getting outrolled, buddy. <laughs> we got Boston. All right. Uh, the West semis. We have Phoenix versus Dallas. Let's hear about that Luka Magic now, Justin. <laughs> you know, um, there, there's... <laughs> There's a reason Luca's never made it this far. Because <laughs> he Ma- doesn't. Magic have runs out eventually. <laughs> Clock strikes midnight. Carriage turns back into a pumpkin. Dinway's mm-hmm. knees get Sons back out four. again. Well, regardless of his knees, like that's my thing with Dallas is they're they're one of those teams that's built for the regular season. And I literally said as soon as they made that trade, they're going to be better in the regular season. Yeah. But you got to have stars in the playoffs, and when Dinwiddie is your second best player, that ain't it, Chief. Yep. I also think Mikhail Bridges, if I had to choose, like if I only had like a handful of choices on who I can have on my team to guard Luka Doncic in the playoffs, Mikhail Bridges is probably high on that list. Yep. 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 All right. We got Great. Phoenix and I'll spell it correctly this time, Nick. Moving Thank on you. out, out East. The one four Miami versus Boston. Boston. Ooh. I know I, I don't have I- a vote in this. But I take Boston too. I, I was going to agree. I like Boston. What do you think, Justin? I know it doesn't Boston. matter. But I'm curious your let's thoughts. Let's make yes. it unanimous. Yes, yes. Let's <laughs> let's transition transition back out west to Memphis versus Golden State. What a fun Wasn't that the matchup last year? Exactly. The playing uh-huh, exactly. matchup. Yep. That would be see. A blast. This is where I Except assuming we, Golden State is healthy. This is where I worry about Memphis in the half court. I that think Golden fair. State, and I'm curious your guys' thoughts. My heart says Memphis. My head says Golden State. I'm going Memphis. Oh, Nick, you've got the deciding vote here. Oh, man. <laughs> I I think Golden State in five. All right. And then back out east, Philly versus Milwaukee. This James is Harden, favorite. Joel like Embiid versus Giannis, Chris. <clears throat> Drew. So this is this is one of those matchup things. I, I was gonna go Chicago over Boston in the first round up on the top of the bracket, and then I went Boston over Miami because I think it's a matchup thing. Mm-hmm. Same here. I know I picked Brooklyn to beat Philly because of the kryptonite situation, but when you look at Philly and Milwaukee, I'm taking Philly. Ooh. All right. Just I agree. to explain my contradictory. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like Philly agrees. is moving yeah. on. I'm okay. going with Philly too. See, I was gonna I was going to stick to my guns and say Milwaukee. Um, but that's why I wanted you guys to go first. All right. Out West, Phoenix, Golden State. Phoenix, I think Phoenix is so good. Do what? Phoenix is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, assuming Golden State, they would have to be fully healthy to get to this point. So it yep. probably would be at least a six-game series. But I, I'm with you, Nick. I think Phoenix 100%. Agreed. Awesome. He's got Phoenix on one side, and on the other, I need to slide this up a little bit. On the this other side, tough Boston, Philly. So personally, this is where I would have had Milwaukee, which is Joel Embiid versus the undersized Rob Williams, Jason yeah. Tatum being guarded by 
who? Tatum being guarded by uh, Matisse. Tatum. Oh, yeah, probably Matisse. Marcus Smart hounding James Harden for seven oh, games. Six Al Horford games. revenge. Al Horford revenge game. Yes. Back home where he belongs in Boston. <laughs> oh, man, but Embiid's been so great. Yeah. Philly, Philly. I Same. think, okay, I was going to say, I think Philly. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. good. We got to get okay. So Jacob's thinking Boston, though? I kind of like, dude, Boston's been so good. I know. They're just peaking they at have. the right time. And in that matchup, I would be rooting for Boston personally, but I think Philly. In the NBA Finals, we have the two towns that have, start with PHs, but sound like Fs. The okay, Phoenix. We, the Finals. We, uh, the, we the P-H-I-N-A-L-S. <laughs> Print the merch now and just hope this happens. <laughs> Aren't you guys a Thunder podcast? Yeah, but like buy our Doesn't shirts matter. anyways. Doesn't finals. matter. Phoenix versus Philly. DeAndre Ayton, Joel Embiid, Chris Paul versus James Harden. That's a phenomenal finals. PH. Another PH word. <laughs> <laughs> what are I you like, guys feeling? I like the scenarios. I've been talking about these the whole time. This is a series where... DeAndre Ayton shows out and the Suns yes. say the max contract that, that we wouldn't give to you before. Let's you go. earned it, kid. Yes. Yes. I think he does just enough defensively against Embiid yep. to kind of yep. not neutralize mm-hmm. it, but just keep him in check. Yep. Yep. Phoenix nightlife undefeated. James Harden <laughs> goes down again in the finals. James Harden be Wands really cool, but it takes like four yeah. hours to get into. So they won't even get into it by the time the game's over. <laughs> it sounds like everybody is going Phoenix. Yes. As their NBA champion. Isn't that weird to think in the bubble? Fast forward yes. two two years and we're all saying Phoenix unanimous champion. It's man, super weird. Led by the Chris NBA, Paul. The NBA changes quick. I, that's yeah. why I tweeted you earlier, Jacob. Whatever you said, those four picks in 2024, the Thunder have. Like the league changes so fast in two mm-hmm. years. Like that Utah pick could be awesome by then. Yeah. True. <clears throat> even even James Harden on the the Sixers. Like yeah. just going back to the bubble again. Yeah. After that seven game yeah. series he, with that's a good yeah. yeah. Lou, uh, Lou Dort team. was going out there and like, yeah, the the blocked Lou Dort shot by Harden, oh. like just weird. It's Feels crazy. like forever ago. It does. All right, gentlemen. Um, any thoughts before we end the show tonight? Tank thoughts, playoff thoughts. Uh, Jabari Smith Jr. and Auburn lost while well, you guys started. Ruined the my bracket. I know. Man, me, ruined me too. I had Adam, Adam winning it all. Yep. Oh, I think. I, well, I say Same. that. I think I had them in the championship. So can't we do, ruin can a we bracket do, if you don't make one in the first place. Let's man. do. Let's do one. One quick thing, Jacob. I know we're over on time. One through four, irrespective of teams, I want us to go around the horn of who the who the best four. Not not where they'll get drafted. <laughs> Who will the best four players in order be five years from now in this upcoming class? Five years from now? Yes. We'll start with you, Jacob. Oh, <laughs> Nick taking the, the role of host over here. I'm the captain now. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm going how I have the, the draft going. I, Chet, Jabari, Jaden, Ivy, Paulo Bancaro. I think Paulo could win rookie of the year. Mm. Okay, but five years from now, I think the the impact of those other three are going to be bigger. I'll go next, I guess. I'll go Jabari, 
Chet, Paolo, Sharp. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. See, I'm torn on him because I'm just seeing if waiting for him to declare. Um, right now. Oh, I left AJ Griffin off my list. <laughs> Oops. One A AJ, one B Chet. There you go. <laughs> I think Chet won. Um, oh, can I put? Sorry, I'm going to cut you off again. Can I put go. the mustache guy from from yeah, Saint, that's right, Saint Peter's, Saint Peter's, Saint Peter's What's on his there? Name? Yes. Uh, Greg? I don't know. That yeah, name? it's like a super. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh, dang! I just read an article, uh, athletic article. I don't know, but yeah, my three-year-old peacock man. My three-year-old daughter picked Saint Peter's. Got that one oh. right because she loves, oh, as she calls them, gosh. she loves peahawks. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. Go peahawks. She might have the best bracket in America right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, think. You sorry. going? Do it, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's like, please give me more time on this. Um, Chet, Paulo, Jab- uh, Jabari, Ivy. I'm going to say Jabari, Ivy, Paulo, Chet. Ooh. I love the Chet slander. It's <laughs> not Chet slander. The I tall, think... skinny, white guy on the podcast goes against the tall, skinny, white guy in the draft. I know, I know our place. <laughs> what are you doing? I know our I place. I think, I think Chet is gonna take a little bit longer to hit his peak. That that's why I asked the five year question. That's exactly yeah. I think it, five years. I don't know that he'll be at his peak yet. I think he'll be a lot stronger and a lot bigger than he is now. But I think he might still have a bit to go. That's a really fair point. I think that is fair. That game against Jalen Dern was a lot of fun. That was yeah. fun. That was a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, folks, thank you so much for joining the podcast tonight. If you're on the live stream, we had a lot of you tonight. We appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed your time. If you're downloading the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Drop that five-star rating. If you DM us a screenshot of that five-star rating, we will mail you out uncontested holographic stickers. They are beautiful. So DM us. I will mail you out some stickers. We'll be back with you again Monday night after the Thunder take on the Boston Celtics. And then Wednesday, it's Tankathon Part 2 where the Thunder play the Orlando Magic once again. And then we're not back with you till Saturday night. So you guys enjoy the beginning of your week. We will talk to, with you in about 24 hours. Until then... As always, thunder up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.